Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, welcome to Wednesday, uh, July 27, and we are back again with Jordan and Amy, and I'm still Steve, in case you were wondering about that. <laughs> um, my name didn't change. Um, today, uh, Wednesdays, we often talk to our guests about kind of their VP connection and or how they first came here or kind of how they use their gifts um, that God's given them here in the body that we call Victory Point. So, um, Jordan, Amy, can you just kind of share us a little, little bit about your Victory Point process journey. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, we shared on Monday that, uh, Amy, I've been coming here for um, five to six years. Um, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of interesting when we first started. Uh, we, we came, we really liked everything about Victory Point. Um, we liked how close it was to our apartment. Uh, yeah. That was that was nice. Um, but then uh, we kind of hung out in the Kind of hung out in the lobby afterwards mm-hmm. for a little while, and um, nobody uh, said anything to us, and nobody uh, introduced themselves or anything. So that was really difficult, um, and I get the story confused. Uh, uh-huh. So <laughs> I think I think we had uh, I think we had tried coming two Sundays because we re- because we really liked everything about Victory Point. Yeah. So when we kind of had a disappointing first experience, we. I think we came back a second time hoping that it would be better and it wasn't any better. So, (laughs) um, so I had emailed, uh, Steve, uh, lead pastor at the time, Steve Resticus. Yeah. Um, and just, just wanted to do a, like, Hey, you know, just, just so you know, we visited your church and I just, if you're interested in what it's like to be a visitor in your church, Uh this was our experience. Um, my dad's a pastor and, um, the last church that, um, we were at as a family just was very, you know, um, geared towards, you know, trying to be, you know, well, it was a very, it was a church plant, um, and just very geared towards, you know, making visitors feel welcome. And so I had just come from, you know, that kind of trying to be ingrained in my head and to being a visitor now. Yeah. And, um you know, just not feeling a warm welcome. So I just, you know, yep, sent Pastor Steve an email and was just like, hey, you know, if you're interested, this is what it's like. This was our experience. And, you know, and he responded and, you know, apologized. And it was like, like, you know, that's fine. Um, And then a couple weeks later, we had intended on going to another church um, because we spent that kind of that summer uh, going from church to church, trying to figure out what was going to be the best fit for us. And we got the start times mixed up. We thought that uh, the service started at 10, and it turns out that their service had started at 9.30. Oh. And, we, fi- of course, we didn't check the start time until 9.55. <laughs> yeah, it was, was in North Holland. Yeah, we were yeah. going to go to North Holland. Yeah. We were living at North Point Apartments at the time. Okay. So it was, you know, it was just a, such a short drive. You know, we yeah. didn't bother you know, to check. And I was so sure that it started at 10. And right before we walked out the door was when we got the little inkling, like, we should double check what time they actually started. And it was 930. So 
we kind of looked at each other and we panicked and we were like, well, where are we going to go to church this morning? Like, you know, do we just, do we just not go? Because church services all over town are either starting in five minutes and we don't have time to get there yeah or you know they've already started Mm -hmm. and we're all ready to go for church so we just and jordan was like i i guess we go to victory point again like that was literally literally the only church that we could get to in time oh my goodness yeah and so we you know uh so we came back and um Instead of kind of a normal greeting time, they had they were doing the uh, take five. So oh. they were calling it where it was a five minute uh, interval to kind of you know, and yeah. they had given us a question or a discussion topic, and um, just you know, we're encouraging you know, go find someone, and we're gonna have a five minute conversation, and yeah. someone that you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and so that was just so that was a huge thing for us. Just, I mean, not even just you know the you know take five or whatever, but just. Yeah. Just the fact that, you know, they had, you know, that the leadership had, you know, taken, you know, our experience to heart and yeah. they just, you know, they tried to elicit change to, you know, it just, it, it wasn't uh, just, oh, that's, that's a bummer that they didn't feel welcome. Yeah. Well, you know, it happens and yeah. then right. let's move on with our day. You know, it was, it was, a uh, it really felt like it, it, you know, mm-hmm. meant something. Yeah. yeah, to them. That's so. what it is. It might have been just a gigantic coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> well, as an introvert, mm-hmm. take five, I, that was like the most stressful part of my <laughs> yeah. So Sorry. I'm blaming you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. It was stressful for us too, yeah. be also being introverted. Yeah. 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 No. I mean, and the worst part of it is I know I, I know being welcoming and intentionally yeah. finding visitors is definitely something that I've fallen short of myself. Yeah. So I always yeah. get a little uncomfortable when I think about, you know, the start that we had and just how big of a struggle it has been for us to now be the, yeah. understand the fact that we are now the church members and it is now our responsibility to welcome, right. people, yeah. welcome people we don't recognize. Yeah. And I'm always afraid I'll go up to somebody and say, Hey, I'm Steve. Nice yeah. to meet you. And oh, we've been going here for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> then you should be welcoming me. Cause I've been here for six years. Yeah, we <laughs> so, have, right. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So, so. Well, but I'm glad, well, I'm glad that you had that church time wrong, you know, so yeah. that you came back here. That <laughs> yeah, was we cool. are too. Yeah. Um, so what are you guys involved in a uh, mission community or anything like that? Or kind of what, what's your connection now? Like, what do you guys do now? Um, yeah, so we are, well, so we're both a part of uh, separate huddles. So mm. I'm doing the uh, women's huddle with Betty Jo. Okay. Um, and uh, Matt's got a men's huddle going um, mm-hmm. that Jordan is doing. Yep. as a part of um so that's probably that's that's our main thing right now we are okay. part of a missional community um as well at the time or right now but um it's just been a very transitional um you know well maybe not transit that's probably not the right word we're, we're trying a, to find our focus yeah um it's, and... a, it's been a struggle the missional community has been struggling mm-hmm. a little bit and you know and so we're still we still consider ourselves a part of it but it's not been we don't yeah we don't know that we have a focus right now okay and kind of yeah. suspended in time and obviously you know having you know being in the middle of a pregnancy and everything right. is uh has not helped yeah right the missional community at all because we're <laughs> we're busy and you know we yeah. haven't uh 
you know, put more of the effort to. Well, that's a legitimate issue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, growing, yep. growing a human being yeah, is hard and, and a lot of work. So, yep. and you know, encouraging your wife as she grows the human mm-hmm. being. Is yep. I'm doing plenty of growing too, though, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sympathy weight is real. There. Yes. Yep. So. Goodness. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, let's jump into a scripture today. And this is going to be kind of a downer of a passage. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as I alluded to yesterday, I think today, tomorrow, and Fridays kind of tie together for a bigger picture story. But today we're going to read Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. And so, Amy, would you be willing to read that, even though it jumps around quite a bit? Yeah, so bear with me. I might take some uh, frequent pauses to make sure I'm reading the right thing. Um, so Ecclesiastes uh, 1, verse 2, and then 12 through 14, and then chapter 2, 18 to 23. So it'll be a challenge for sure. Um, Everything is meaningless, says the teacher, completely meaningless. I, the teacher, was king of Israel, and I lived in Jerusalem. I devoted myself to search for understanding and to explore by wisdom everything being done under heaven. I soon discovered that God had has dealt a tragic existence to the human race. I observed everything going on under the sun, and really, it is all meaningless, like chasing the wind. Two, eighteen to twenty-three. I came to hate all my work here on earth, for I must leave to, for I must leave to others everything I have earned, and who can tell whether my successors will be wise or foolish? Yet they will control everything I have gained by my skill and hard work under the sun. How meaningless. So I gave up in despair, questioning the value of all my hard work in this world. Some people work wisely with knowledge and skill, then must leave the fruit of their efforts to someone who hasn't worked for it. This too is meaningless, a great tragedy. So what do people get in this life for all their hard work and anxiety? Their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. Even at night, their minds cannot rest. It is all meaningless. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Everything is meaningless. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, right. So Here's hoping this isn't how you're starting your day. (laughs) Oh, goodness. That's, I mean, that's, uh, it's, yeah. He he paints a very bleak picture. Mm -hmm. So, Jordan, as he read, this and as he kind of prepared for this conversation what kind of did you take away from this passage um well my first note is what a bummer (laughs) Uh, because ecclesiastes is one that i've struggled really hard to read in the past because it is uh everything is meaningless um but uh what one thing that i um noticed uh verse 13 could you read that out of your version again Amy? yes yeah i'm mixing things up i started off with esv on monday and now i switched to nlt so <laughs> just never know what i'm gonna right. what uh, version i'm gonna show up with uh 13 he said 13 yeah i devoted myself to search for understanding and to explore by wisdom everything being done under heaven I soon discovered that God has dealt a tragic existence to the human race. Interesting. Oh, okay. So um, I just thought that was particularly 
harsh, I guess. Uh, God has dealt a tragic existence to the human race. Yeah. And he's speaking about this human race, this like people that God created as his children and loves and adores and um, will deliver from the desert. And mm -hmm. to call him out and say he's dealt us a tragic, tragic existence is, uh, I don't know. It, it seems a little like stepping over a line to me. But, yeah. Um, but what I take out of that is, uh, so the, the very wise teacher um, who's writing this, trying to figure out this world and this existence um, that's broken, it just makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess what you could pull out of that is don't try and figure out this broken world. Just mm. <laughs> focus on God. Right. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. That's. It was hard to pull something out of that for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what about you, Amy? Um, I kind of got a different, different uh, insight, I guess, or okay. whatever, okay. than Jordan. That's, that's good. Um, the psych major in me came out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I read this passage and immediately went, holy depression, holy mental <laughs> right. illness. Yeah. Like, this is, like, it's, yeah, it's, you know, Jordan said, what a bummer, you know, yeah. it just is, yeah, it's very dark and depressing. Um, and so, yeah, so my mind kind of went to like, what, what state of mind was Solomon in when he right. wrote this? And, um, and I know there's example after example, after example of, I mean, everybody God uses in the Bible is imperfect and everything, yeah. but it just is, um, this is just an example of, I would argue God using someone with severe mental illness or severe depression. Yeah. Um, you know, and just, you know, using them in, you know, to write scripture. And that's not, that doesn't, that's not a limiting thing in God's eyes, mm. you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, so easy to feel like, you know, I mean, we all have things that we feel like we can't, we can't be a part of God's plan because we're struggling th with this. And yeah. um, I know, um, mental health and the church, you know, historically don't uh, see eye to eye real well. Right. You know, yeah. a lot of too many Christians advice to those struggling with mental health is just, oh, you know, just pray about it. Or you, yeah. or you, you must not be spiritual enough if you're yeah, dealing with yeah. this. And um, yeah. And so it's just, you know, God will still use you even if even if you're in a really depressed state, you know, whether it's yeah. clinical depression or just we all have our depressed days, you know, God will still use you and can still, um, you're still part of his plan. Yeah, that's, that's a cool perspective. I think, you know, Solomon, kind of a little bit of his backstory, he's the son of David. Mm -hmm. And at one point in time, God said, I'll give you whatever you want. Um, and he said, all right, I want to be the wisest person you know, um, around. And God was pleased with that answer because he could have asked for riches and fame mm -hmm. and stuff. So God gave him those things as well. Mm -hmm. um, but he's uh, often known as the wisest person in the world. So he, and we see a little bit of his qualifications in verse 12 through 14, mm -hmm. where he says, you know, I've studied and explored all that there is under the sun, mm -hmm. you know, and he was known for um, his wisdom, but also, I mean, he, he enjoyed being king and he had many, many women and lots of money and he kind of um, lived life to his fullest. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, he said, this, this is all meaningless. Um, 
but your your conversation about mental health too to say yet yeah, someone who comes to that realization that there's this world is full of despair god can still use mm-hmm. um and so so that's that's some encouragement from this one of the um phrases that kind of resonates with me throughout this is the meaning of this means but it's like a chasing after the wind that mm-hmm. came up a little bit and it's a couple other times throughout this passage this book too just the mm-hmm. idea that um chasing after the wind is futile you're never gonna catch it mm-hmm. um you know you think about a piece of paper blowing through you know and you try to get it but the wind blows a little bit further and you can never catch that napkin yeah. that's you know blowing away or whatever um you know it, it, as we go through ecclesiastes there's different sections and it's and um there's one that says wisdom is meaningless pleasures is meaningless uh folly is meaningless toil is meaningless um advancement and riches all these things are meaningless um so as i was preparing i was like well we can't we, we got to find something good from this passage right because <laughs> that's you know, um and so i kind of flipped through to the end and and um chapter 12 um verses one uh, let's see what it is it's not i don't think it's um um yeah it's verse 12 or uh, chapter 12 verse one says remember your creator in the days of your youth and then flipping to verse 13, now all has been heard. Here's the conclusion of the matter. So he's, um, Solomon saying everything's meaningless, chasing after the wood, but here's what I concluded. Fear God and keep his commandments, um, for this is the the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed in judgment, including everything hidden, um, whether it's good or evil. So what Solomon is saying is we're not going to find pleasure or hope or meaning in wisdom or pleasures or folly or toil or advancement or riches. Um, we just have to remember the creator, the God mm-hmm. of our youth. And um, we, again, um, fear God and keep his commandments. Um, and, and Jordan, you kind of alluded to that a little bit. We were first talking too that at the end of the day, you can only find, you know, meaning in your relationship with God. So, um, so maybe, you know, a takeaway is, um what are you focused on what is your priority um if it's things of this earth of this world then it's meaningless but if your focus is on god and his pursuits um that straight path that that we talked about a couple days ago um then you can see success and meaning in those things because god is ultimately the the center of that so um or it could be wrong and it's just a bleak (laughs) it's just a bleak um uh, book, but you know, for the wisest man that ever lived to to say, I looked at everything, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense without God. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's just something we should we should uh, put some good thought into and just kind of think about what does that mean for us, mm-hmm. what is meaningful to us, and where can we find that meaning? Yeah. So, um. I don't, you know, we usually try to end with a challenge or a blessing. This doesn't feel much like a blessing <laughs> passage. So um, good luck as you go throughout your day, yeah. as you pursue meaningless things. But just maybe, um, you know, as you go throughout your day, just try to find in all you do, how what you do, whether it's your job or the pleasures you seek or your um, financial situations that you can honor God in them and and have him be the focus of those things and his will for your life. And then hopefully you can find meaning in that. So tomorrow will be better. 
you know, we'll read tomorrow's <laughs> yes. uh, passage. It will be better and we'll, we'll have some more connections. But thank you for um, joining us today. I'm sorry we went a little bit long, but I think this was a good conversation that we had. So we will talk to you tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.